I'm excited about today and what God has in store uh, for all of us. If you are with us for the first time, as I said earlier, you're with some people that really love you, okay? We do. We care about you. We don't need anything from you. We want a whole bunch of stuff for you. We just want God's best in your life. We want you to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has for you. We want you to become who God has called you to be. We have been in a series. This is the, the finale of Freedom and Flow. This has been six weeks of us being pushed forward in our walk with God. I, I've personally enjoyed it. Maybe some of you uh, may remember us talking about fear and my oldest son with the boot and the bug and him going to stomp uh, that bug. You, you might remember uh, us talking about we decided we're going, we'd rather be water walking, come on, water walking, sometimes sinking disciples rather than disciples that never get out of the boat. We're going to be the type of followers of Jesus that don't just live safe lives, but live lives saying, God, I want you to do something significant through me, in me, around me, on me. That's the type of followers of Christ we're going to be. We talked about faith and the difference between small faith and big faith. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you don't remember anything that I've said, that's okay. Jesus still loves you. And you can go back and you can get refreshed on all of these. We even talked about finances. I want to say I'm proud of you for the way that you even leaned into that. As we saw Jesus sitting at the place where they were putting money in at the church and why he, that's even in the Bible. All of it, I think, has pushed us forward. But the, the goal has been for God to get full access to our lives. I'm hoping and praying that we're, we're the type of people that are saying, God, you can have all the parts of me, not just the pretty parts, but also the parts that I don't like all that much. I, I don't know about you, but I've got some parts of me that I just wish weren't there. I, I got some thoughts that I have. I'm like, dang, I, I want to be better. I, I wish I never had that thought. But, but the reality is God is not intimidated by the parts of you that you don't like. He loves all of you. And he'll be able to work on those things and scrub those things. But in the meantime, don't, don't run from him. Lean into him. His arms are open wide. You don't have to be perfect for him to love you. Matter of fact, you can't be perfect enough for him to love you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. We're asking God, you can have full access to my life, God. You can have full access to the good parts of me, the bad parts of me, the parts that I like, the parts that I don't like. I want there to be no blockage. I want there to be full freedom and flow in me, no bottleneck at all. And today, I'm praying by the time that we are done, I am praying that there is such a level of release on the inside of us. I'm praying that God would use his word today in your life to help you become who he's called you to be. I'm praying that we will step into new levels of increase today. I'm asking God uh, for that. The title of today's message, if you're taking notes, is Place the Order. Place the Order. Place the Order. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Luke Luke chapter number one, Luke chapter one, and in Luke chapter one, we're going to begin reading in verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Uh, uh, skip down with me to verse 29, uh, to this virgin Mary. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. The angel said some things to Mary. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. 
I, I, I want to pause for just a second there. When I was studying this week, uh, I, I felt a little nudge, you know, in my heart just to pause right there for those uh, in our church family who are praying to conceive and also those who maybe have lost a child. I just want you to know that God has not forgotten about you. I just want you to know that he, he cares about you and he loves you and your heart may be heavy, but I want you to know you've got a church family that's praying for you. We're praying that you receive that baby. We're praying that you, your body gets all healed. We're praying that your heart gets healed as well. We're praying that there would not be a heaviness that comes on you when you read these verses, but instead an anticipation would come to your heart that God who started a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want you to know we have your back and God has not forgotten about you. That's what we're praying for you. So I just, want to, I just want to insert that little, 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 little commercial break uh, right there. So then, then it says, so you, you found favor with God. You were con- conceived and give birth to a son, and you ought to call him Jesus. I like that. I think it's pretty amazing that our Hispanic brothers and sisters, our Latino brothers and sisters, name their kids Jesus. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight to put on a kid. What are you going to name him? Jesus. <laughs> All my boys that were named uh, Jesus growing up, they all called themselves Chewy. Every single one of them. I don't blame them either. It's like, man, what's your name? Jesus. I'm going to go with Chewy. I'm going to go with Chewy. I feel like I can live up to Chewy a little bit more. He will be great (laughs) and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Uh, Go with me now to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we'll start reading in verse number 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Everyone say, to be born. To be born and, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. I know it's not Christmas, okay? These verses are always used during Christmas time. And maybe you went to a church where there was a pageant and, you know, somebody was, you know, Mary was on some donkey or something like that, depending on how elaborate your church was. And, and I know these verses are used just during that time, but I don't want to use them for Christmas, I want to look at Mary's life and, and the idea of Mary being pregnant. Now, here at Shoreline City, we, we got babies on babies, on babies, on babies, on babies, on babies, on babies. Okay, 2020, y'all were locked away, and y'all did your thing, okay? You just, you handled your business, <laughs> And we got baby. I'm look every, every every time I turn around. It's like some. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm six months. I'm nine months. I'm. There are babies everywhere. Thank you to everybody who serves in littles as well. We appreciate you a ton. We're so thankful for you. I know my mom is back there now. That my wife and I, you know, our kids are a little bit older. You know, Parker's 16, our oldest, and we got an 11 year old and our six year old L. So we're out of you know the the baby baby stage. And I'm glad because there's a lot more pressure nowadays. Like you have to have like a big reveal. Like it's not enough like to call your friends and be like, hey, 
having a boy. Hey, I'm having a girl. You can't do that. Now you got to have like a party and people got to come out of cakes and it's got to be pink and blue and you got to be weightlifting or you got to fly from a helicopter. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Somebody's making a lot of money. Let me just tell y'all, somebody's making a lot of money right now on these gender reveals. So moms, you, you know this. Baby, put in here, you're, you got this baby growing and it's supposed to be nine months. It's really 40 weeks. I don't know who made it nine months. I think it was a guy that decided it's nine months. It's really closer to 10 months is really what it is. But do you know, I did, I did some Googling, and I don't know if this is true, but Google said it is. <laughs> the longest pregnancy on record, or, or used to be on record, was a lady named Abula Hunter. This is in 1945. She was pregnant, y'all, I'm not kidding, for 375 days. The normal pregnancy is supposed to be like 280 days. So she carried that baby for a full 100 days extra. Can you imagine? That's 100 more days of waddling. 100 more days of your nose growing and your feet swelling and no more ankles. You got no ankles for 100 more days. And just so you know, every pregnant lady, you're beautiful exactly how you are. You're carrying another human being, okay? You got permission to have no ankles. <laughs> uh, so I, I kept trying to dig to see if that was true. Then I found out in 2016... Uh, there was a lady, I think her name was uh, Wang Shi. She was in China, and she was pregnant. <laughs> this is what they said. She was pregnant for 18 months. 18 months? If women knew they were going to be pregnant for 18 months, there would be less children. I am convinced of it. If men were giving birth, surely there would be no children. It would have ended with Adam. He would have done that one time and been like, I'm done, y'all. I'm done. It ain't happening. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. But, but if a woman knew it was going to be 18 months of just this human being taking, taking over your body, the, the sickness, the morning sickness, the, I mean, all that goes with that. You can't control your bladder or something. You laugh too much. Ooh, I got to change. This is the real stuff they don't want to tell you. This, this happens, right? My, no, this is my, not my wife. She, that never happened to my wife. <laughs> I'm most overshared right there. <laughs> 18 months. God was looking around, and here's the, here's the reality. We know you're not supposed to be pregnant forever. You're only supposed to be pregnant for a certain period of time. Then what's on the inside of you, you're supposed to give birth to. Pregnancy is not a forever. Pregnancy has a time frame. And while it's in you, it's not supposed to stay in you. The baby comes out of you. God was looking around. He's looking around, and he knows he needs his son to come into the world. And he sees this little girl, this young woman named Mary. And he says, I think if I bless Mary with this child, she won't keep this child to herself. I think if I give this child to Mary, 
She won't keep this blessing. What she'll do is she'll give this blessing back to me and then give this blessing to the world. That's what I think Mary will do with it. I think if I give this to Mary, she won't keep this. I think if I give this to Mary, she won't hold on to this. And I just want you to know that what God has put on the inside of you, he did not give to you for you to keep. He did not give for you for you to hold on to. He did not give for you so you can just make your life better. What he gave you, he gave you to grow on the inside of you, but then for you to give birth to it, to give it back to him, and then to give it to the world. That's what God does with the dreams and the vision and the purpose and the calling that he puts on the inside of you. Uh, let, let me say a quick little side note to parents for a quick second. Parents, parents, if you're in the room, parents, let me hear you for a second. Parents, any parents in the room? Okay. Parents online, you can, you can go ahead and put yourself in the chat and say, well, I'm a parent. L -l listen to this. Parents, uh, I, I just want to encourage you. And single people, you listen to this, so you don't have any kids yet? L listen to this. This is free. This is free information to help you whenever you have a, ch a, a child one day. A lot of parents will, will, uh, will look to their kids to fill a hole in them that only God was designed to fill. And the child becomes their, their God. The child becomes their idol. And they don't, they forgot, they forgot that the blessing of this child was not just for them. The blessing of this child was to be given back to God and to be given to the world. They forgot that their child is actually the answer to somebody else's prayer, not just their prayer. They forgot that this child was not put on this earth just for that mom or dad's benefit or put on this earth for God's benefit. They forgot that this child is not here just to exist but this child is here to make it on earth as it is in heaven and be a difference maker in their generation. We're not trying to raise kids that are fearful. We're trying to raise kids that are filled with faith to be who God has called them to be and do what God has called them to do. So deal with your demons now so that your child doesn't become your God, but your child can be who, who God has called he or she to be. That is free. But what about the gifts? What about the gifts he's given you? What about the talents he's given you? Come on, what, what about the stuff he put on the inside of you? What about your ability to relate to people? What about the woo that you have? What about the voice that you have? What about the skills that you have? What about how individuals are drawn to you? What about how you're so good with numbers? What about how you're so good with people? What about how you're so great one-on-one? -on -one? What about how, so you, how you're so great in a group? What about how you're so gifted in whatever area of industry God has put you in? All the different gifts and talents and purpose and call that God has given you, he did not just give it to you for you he put it in you so you carry it for a while it will grow and some of you had some dreams that have been growing for a while everyone doesn't take nine months some of them take a little bit longer but please understand what's on the inside of you it will get to a point that your back is hurting so much and it's taking up so much space in you that if it does not come out of you, you'll end up hurting yourself and what God put on the inside of you. It wasn't just for you. I, 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 wonder, I wonder what it would look like if we just stopped praying so many inward prayers. God bless me. God take care of me. 
God, uh, God, uh, heal me. God, give me a promotion. Uh, God, give me a raise. Uh, God, God, take care of my family. I, I want you to know God wants to take care of your family. He wants you to be healed. Do you know God loves you more than you love you? And that's saying a lot for some of y'all because some of y'all, you love you some you. <laughs> some of you are like, whoo. You're welcome, world. You know, some of y'all just, you wake up like that. You just wake up like you look good, feel good. Like, yeah. put, put on your Lululemons, you know, just like, uh. You're just wearing it everywhere you possibly can. Def I'm definitely doing some squats in these today because I know I look good taking it low and going all. Everybody in the gym. <laughs> you don't have to go that low in those squats. <laughs> Love you, some you. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I, I think the better you can love yourself, I think the better you can love others. That, 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 that is what I think. But I need you to know, even as much as you love you, God loves you more. He cares for you more. He's more interested in you than you are in you. He has your back more than you have your back. He cares about the things that you care about more than you care about those things. That his desires and his purposes and his goals for your life are better than the desires and purposes and goals you have for your life. God cares about you. But I also want you to know God wants to get answers to you, but he also wants to get answers through you. He does not want these things just stopping with you. Uh, look with me in uh, 2 Timothy, 2, 2, 2 Timothy here. Um, I, this is in the message version. Uh, a lot of us don't, don't have uh, that version unless you're, you're on your phone right now. The message version translation is more of a thought-for-thought thought translation of Scripture rather than a word-for-word word, uh, translation uh, of Scripture. And this, this is what it says in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2, uh, verses 20 and 21. It says, in a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their benefit. You see what's underlined right there? Become the kind of container, church family, that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their benefit. Okay, so, so I, got, I got these flowers uh, here. They're beautiful. These are, these are real, uh, real roses. Um, honey, you can have these after the service is done. Actually, she's allergic to flowers, so I'm not giving these to my wife. Uh, somebody else can have them. These flowers, imagine these flowers are uh, the praying. These flowers are praying. These flowers, I don't know why I'm touching the flowers like that. Uh, okay, flowers. It's going to be okay. Uh, these, these flowers right here, they're, they're praying. And they're like, God, 
help me. I don't know why I'm picking that voice, but <laughs> um, these are Mickey Mouse flowers, obviously. God, I need, I need water. I need water, God. I need water. So they're crying out. <laughs> they're crying out to God. My mom dropped me when I was four, and it's messed me up ever since. <laughs> Ask her about it. So they're crying out, God, I need God. Help, help, help. And God's like, okay, okay, okay. And God is full, has everything that these flowers need. What God does is he looks for a container. And, and what God does is he pours what the flowers need into a container. Come on, follow me here. Follow me. He pours what the flowers need in, into the container. Now, God could pour into the flowers on his own. But how he set it up most times is he finds a container. And then the container is supposed to take what God poured into him or her. And they then pour into the flowers. This is the supply chain in the kingdom of God. These are the logistics in the kingdom of God. Now, the very thing, if you want water yourself, if you're asking God for water and someone else is asking God for water, the great thing about being a container for God is if you have to carry it, you still get touched by it. Man. I'm just hoping, Lord, help me, help me, Lord, help me here. If you have to carry it, you get touched by it. This container here has to get wet with the presence and the power of God in order to be able to distribute the presence and power of God. You have to have what they need in order to give them what they need. So whenever you're asking God to do something significant in your life, do not think that you won't be touched by the very thing that you're asking God to do. He actually touches you and changes you as you pour it into somebody else. Okay, let me go here to 1 Peter. Let me go here to 1 Peter. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. Follow along with me. Follow along with 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 8. Man, I love the Bible. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Beautiful verse. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Some of y'all need to underline that one. Verse 10. Each of you, 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 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I know today we used a really pretty glass, but we could have, wait, 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 uh, Parker, uh, down the front row, give me, that, give me that cup that's under mom's feet. Uh, hook me up, it's under mom's feet. Yeah, 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 bring it to me. Bring it. Take off that lid for me too, man. Please hook me up. Take your time. Okay. Thank you. Okay. This is a pretty glass. This is a regular old cup. You don't, you don't 
drop this glass, and if you do, you're concerned about breaking it. We don't care as much about dropping this cup. I just want you to know the same water can be poured into both of these things. And some of us, some of us look at the glass and we're like, man, I'm not pretty. They look at the glass and like, man, everybody, everybody cares for that one so nicely. But they look at me and I feel like people have been dropping me my whole life. And I just need you to know that God will even use drop cups. He'll use the ones that people have been stepping over. He'll, be, he'll use the ones that don't have a good marriage. He'll use the ones that have had premarital sex. He'll use the ones that have gone through a divorce. He'll use the ones that have hurt somebody. God God uses all types of cups. You don't have to be a perfect cup. You don't have to have everything together. Everything does not have to be squeaky clean. As a matter of fact, dare I say, God chooses to use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So if you are messed up, if you don't think you count, if you don't think you matter, but you'll say, God, I'm open to you. I promise you, he'll pour life and vision and wisdom and strength and love and hope into you because it's not about you anyway. See, what 2020 did, 2020 for many of us successfully, successfully redefined purpose. Successfully redefined purpose and, and calling. And it started making us so inward. Getting so preoccupied with ourselves. We spent so much time at home. Looking in the mirror, going to the refrigerator too many times. And 2020 had the audacity not to stay in 2020. It trickled right into 2021. As well, I am praying that when the ball drops on December 31st this year, that the, the whole 2020 season is shut behind us. I pray that that happens. But so much of the mindset and the distortion and the brokenness has trickled in. And it's changed how we see ourselves and how we see God. And the church of Jesus Christ has been lulled to sleep, not in all areas, maybe it's just in the West, I don't live everywhere else, but man, like Russell Westbrook did the other day when he scored an and one on Devin Brooker. <laughs> this, is what, this is what the enemy in 2020 has done to the church. Baby, too small. Rock to sleep, I own you. And we just went, okay, yes, maybe my life is just about me. Maybe it's just about me being happy. Maybe it's just about me not making too much of a difference in the world. And I feel like God is trying to remind Shoreline City, wake up, wake up. Hey. Jesus did not die for you just to exist. Wake up. You think I put all that stuff on the inside of you so it would die with you? Wake up. When Moses was, they tried to take out Moses when Moses was a baby. But Moses was the answer to the Israelites prayer even before he knew he was an answer to their prayer. 
while Moses is wrestling back and forth with God whether or not God can use him there are still people dying over there his people are dying because Moses is not willing to step up dare I say that there are some nations that may be dying because we're not willing to step up wake up church our life is not about us our life was always designed to be lived for the glory of God to carry his goodness his life his power his mercy his truth into the world if you're looking for comfort my friends Christianity is not the right way to go I think God of course is interested he does he's beautiful he's kind he's a father he takes care of us for sure but the aim of our calling to be Christ followers is not comfort if anything calling always requires sacrifice Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm called to start a company. Be prepared to sacrifice. I'm called, I'm called to, to be a husband or a wife. Be prepared to sacrifice. I'm called to be a mom or dad. Be prepared to sacrifice. I'm called to the nations. Be prepared to be, be sacrificed. I was, I was wondering, I was wondering, can, can God contact you? When he needs something delivered? Or are we the only people that know how to request the, the delivery? Like, like, like can, he, can, he, uh, can he contact you? In, in our home, uh, in 2020, did help with this. Okay, 2020 helped with this. Because now we don't go to the grocery store hardly ever anymore. It's awesome. Like for 10 bucks, somebody would go to the grocery, do all that shopping for you. I remember, matter of fact, for a minute, honey, wasn't I the one doing a lot of the grocery shopping? Onika would make the list, and I would go out, and I would run, and I would do the grocery shopping, and it is terrible trying to find stuff uh, in a grocery store. And then we would go together, and, you know, then you're hungry, and you put too much stuff in the car, but now that stuff doesn't happen anymore. We get to an app. There is an app where they will do the shopping for you. God made this. You don't even have to go to Chick-fil-A yourself anymore. Now, you, you can just, our son, he's trying to save up to buy a car. Our, our, our 11-year-old, just kidding, uh, our 16-year-old. <laughs> Parker's trying to save up to buy a car. And during 2020, Parker, this is true, right? He was always trying, he was always ordering, you know, Chick-fil-A, ordering Chick-fil-A. I'm like, Parker, you need to save your money. You got you to gotta get a car. He's like, ah, oh, no, nah, Dad, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so he just keeps on, you know, eating Chick-fil-A, eating Chick-fil-A. And, uh, and now uh, he's 16, and we're still giving him rides, and his friends are picking him up. He's like, dang, okay, I want this car. So now he doesn't do Chick-fil-A because the number one could cost you $25 on DoorDash. So he's like, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So, uh, so now he, you know, he's saving his money uh, because we're gonna pay half for his car. We're not just gonna just give him a car. And if you did that as a parent, no problem at all. God bless you. You, you know, you got it like that. Uh, but we are like, nah, I want you to have some skin in the game. You know, I, when you get in an accident, I want you to feel it. Like, dang, that was my money, not just mom and dad's money. This is not bumper cars when you're out there. Uh, so, so what what happens is so what happens with the app is is. Uh, is I'm in the house, and I place an order, and, and then when I place the order, it goes to the cloud. Then the cloud uh, looks for a driver. Then the driver 
says, okay, I'll take that order. And then that driver goes, well, we use Chick-fil-A, you know, Jesus chicken. And he, he, he goes, he goes to Chick-fil-A, gets the meal. If when the driver, when he or she brings it to the house, if the fries are gone, if the straw is open in, in the cup, if the sandwich has been eaten, the driver did not understand his or her assignment. <laughs> the assignment was not for you to consume everything. The, the, the assignment was for you to pick it up and to deliver it to somebody else so that they could consume it. So let me just talk about somebody placed an order, they sent it to the cloud. The Lord, he's up there. And the Lord says, okay, I got that order. Are there any drivers available? Are there any drivers available? Man, uh, are you available? No, I'm tired. Are you available? No, I'm busy with my career. Are, are, are you available? No, 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 I'm on Tinder or Bumble or I don't even know what else. Blackpeoplemeet.com. Farmers only. You're white. Still on blackpeoplemeet.com. You're like. <laughs> consumed. <laughs> None of these things are bad in and of themselves. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. When God's looking for drivers. When God's looking for somebody to place a delivery. When God is looking for someone that's willing to fulfill the order. Will he look at Shoreline City and find a bunch of people saying, hey God, I got some things going on, but you can interrupt my life and you can use my life for your glory and I'll make the delivery wherever you want to make the delivery. Are there any drivers available in Texas? Are there any drivers available in Colorado? Any drivers available in South Africa? Any drivers available in Georgia? Are there any drivers available at your high school, at your middle school, at your university, in your industry? Are there any drivers available? Or is God going to have to wait for somebody else to be born in another generation? And hopefully, those drivers will be available. I, uh, I don't have time to go into to all of this. But the one who delivers is not as important as the one who sent. Like, I, I appreciate FedEx and UPS and DHL or U.S. Post Service. I say thank you if they give a delivery. But I send the biggest delivery to the one who sent it. You and I are FedEx. I know you can sing. And everyone's like, oh, you're amazing. I know you can administrate. You can lead. Oh, you're amazing. Just understand. You're the Amazon. You're the FedEx. You're the UPS. So don't let that go to your head. Just be thankful that God would be willing to use you to get hope and life to his sons and daughters. If you got time this week, you can read Acts through Acts chapter 10. It's a beautiful story of, of Peter being a delivery service for, for the Gentiles, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, the power of the Holy Spirit filling the room, their lives being changed and transformed. It was a game changer for the church. 
maybe you can go to Acts chapter 14 and you can see God flowing through his sons and, and, and a man is healed and then everybody wants to come and wants to worship the disciples that God used to heal the man and they end up tearing their clothes saying, what are you doing? Don't worship us. It's all about him. I, I just wonder when God was searching for someone, he was searching for someone through whom he could bring the Savior of the world. He found Mary. I wish the scriptures recorded all of her prayers. I wish we had them. I wish we had the heart posture of Mary. I, I just think some of her prayers may have been, I'm available. I think some of her prayers would have been, I've got some dreams, but God, you can interrupt them. She was pledged to be married. And God went and dropped Jesus in the middle of her plans. And the mess that she walked through brought a miracle for all of us. I'm just praying online in the room I'm just praying that we would be a church family that doesn't know just how to place orders and I want us to be great placing orders because he's a loving father and he says ask but I also want us to be great at fulfilling orders and reaching in to any hurting discouraged disenfranchised person and giving them the hope and the love that is found in Jesus Christ our Lord. So when you get it, whatever it is, will it stop with you? Will it stop with you? Will the promotion stop with you? Will the raise stop with you? Will the blessing stop with you? Will the favor stop with you? Or are we going to be the people? Say, God, hey, if you can get it to me, God, you can get it through me. I don't care what it is, God, money, favor, strength, skills, whatever it is, God, if you get it to me, you can get it through me. I'm going to ask all of us in this room online, bow your heads for just a moment if you would not mind. If you're under the sound of my voice and you have never given your heart and your life to Christ, you've never made him first, you've never made him number one, you've never made him the boss of your life, I'm not asking right now if you think you're a good person. I'm not asking do you have a Bible. I'm not asking were you confirmed as a child. I'm asking are you following the path of Jesus Christ? Have you put him first? The Bible uses the word repent, means to turn. Have you turned from your own way and you're going his way? If you're under the sound of my voice 
and you've never given your heart and your life to Christ or at one point in time you did and you slipped away and today you're ready to give your heart and your life over to him for the first time or rededicate your life to serving him on the count of three I want you to do something simple but bold I just want you to throw your hand in the air and say yes that's me I want to give my heart and my life to Christ ready one two three just lift your hand up right now friends all over the room you're saying yeah that's me I want to give my heart I want to give my life to Christ I want to make him number one I want to make him first in my life maybe I got friends online right now you're saying yes that's me go ahead and put it in the chat raise your hand you're saying yes that's me I want to give my heart I want to give my life to Jesus Christ I don't want to go my own way anymore I want to go his way I'm gonna ask everyone to do me a favor right now put your hand over your heart if you can I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer out loud after me say dear Jesus I ask you to forgive me of all my sins I admit I've made mistakes and today I give you my heart I give you my life give me the power to live for you in Jesus name amen and amen can we clap our hands today church family